the doghouse i'm diana and i'm david it's season five episode 10 chapter 86 the pincushion man while preparing for the school's parent-teacher night, Archie is caught off guard when his former army general shows up in Riverdale with some unexpected news. Cheryl pushes back after hearing that Hiram and Reggie have expressed interest in taking over the Blossom Maple Groves. Predictably, bonkers. It's... Okay, fabulous cliffhanger. Well, yeah. Fa- no, great cliffhanger. Some decent tying up of one thing, setting up some dominoes for some other things. Which is what a mid-season finale should do. True, but also bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> um, but I I enjoyed this. I did too, except for one specific story plot. Which one was that? Oh, Veronica. Oh well, bitch got what she deserved, as far as I'm concerned. Whoa, whoa, okay. As far as I'm concerned, she's playing with Hiram. And it's the same bullshit. You think you're hot shit, but you don't you don't double check. You did this to yourself. You're a stupid bitch. Where's your prenup? Oh, you didn't get one? Stupid bitch. <laughs> didn't learn a fucking thing. Like, okay, in all honesty, no woman deserves any of this. Thank like, you. Like, I'm just like, I'm I'm just saying this. But hello, she wolf of Wall Street. You're a goddamn idiot. It's not good. You didn't learn shit about fuck from your mom or your dad. It's so lazy. No, she deserves to get played. And oh, oh, and by the way, TV Genius called this shit. They're in debt. Because of him, he stole all their money. Yep, told you. You're so good at this show. Uh-huh. It doesn't hurt uh-huh. that they are the laziest writers of the year. So fucking lazy. Here's the thing. I'm fine with all of it. How it comes about, dumb. But of course, there's no prenup. Because if there was, we would have heard about it. But there's not. But she was in love. It's great. Love's bullshit. Love's great. But you both had too much money for you not to have a prenup. But also, before we get to that, I realized in our last episode, I talked about, oh, I've got a theory and I'm all excited about it. And then I never talked about it. Oh, okay. So I have to talk about it now. My theory from last week is that Betty is finally giving into her serial killer tendencies. Charles was wanting to push her towards that. And when she was in the woods, when Betty was in the woods, that was her her saying, I can deliver justice. She was sounding very Black Hood. Very, very Black Hood. This is all going to go back to what TBK did. Well, that's a trigger. That's going to be triggering a lot of that. Uh-huh. Her need to right wrongs. A little bit. Which is some same bullshit that both Charles and the Black Hood did. Oh, oh. 100%. So she's just like them, which shows up later in this episode. Holy shit. How made an appearance. Which is Lachlan Monroe. He is credited. I love it. I'm just like, oh, what a lovely way to for for us to bring him back just a little bit, because that's new information. Yeah, I, I was is. I was all for that, so I'm here for it. One of my theories previously was that Charles was trying to get her to become a serial killer to pull it out of her, and that now that's actually happening. But where will it take her? I don't know. Apparently, she's gonna be a truck driver, which I'm also here for. So. <laughs> 
Jughead and Tabitha are dancing to some Duran Duran. <laughs> They're closing up pops. It's really cute. They they dance. He goes and dips her. And then when he pulls her back up, they go in for a kiss. And then it's super awkward. And they they just part. <laughs> They're so cute together. They they are cute. Um, this- but it's also real awkward. It's real awkward. Also inappropriate. She is his boss. So yes, it's not true. It's not cool. It's not it's not good. Cut over to the five seasons. Glenn and Betty, it's in the morning time. <laughs> Glenn tells Betty that he wants to get to know her family more. And Betty's like, well, with Polygon, it's just the twins and my mom. <laughs> um, and he's talking about going over to the office. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I invited Jughead to the office just so you know. And he's like, hey, this is an official FBI case. No Jugheads allowed. Yeah. She's like, you have to tell him. And she's like, fine. Which I did love. I love no jugheads allowed. <laughs> no jugheads allowed. Which like, I need that on a shirt. No jugheads allowed. <laughs> that needs to be on a sign at Pops. It's going to happen. No jugheads allowed. Uh, we find out that 10 agents have been dispersed along the Lonely Highway. And Betty's like, yeah, shouldn't I be helping them? Shouldn't I be canvassing with them? And Glenn's like, I need your help with something else that I'm actually surprised you haven't mentioned. She's like, what? Your dad. <laughs> like, some of those bodies and remains date back to when he was active. And Betty's like, yeah, there might have been a ton of killers. She's like, yeah, but he might have been one of them, too. This is all totally fair. The legacy of the Black Hood. Well, there is that. And so then we find out that apparently when he was at Sherwood Asylum, he had to go under a lot of psychiatric evaluation and there are tapes. Ah. So Betty has to review the tapes. Uh-huh. So nice. More Cooper tapes. More Hal, please. More Hal, please. Not really. Fuck Hal. No, fuck Hal. Hey, more Hal in this way? Sure. <laughs> I'm like, or or we, if we get a creepy Hal twin, I'm here for a creepy Hal twin. Jesus Christ. Just I I really like Lachlan Monroe. I think the Black Hood was really stupid, but I enjoyed the chaos factor. So at this point, let's go for it. We head over to Waldo's office, and it's all two teachers are here. (laughs) Archie and Kevin are going to be doing tours of the school to prove to the parents at teacher night that they can educate and protect the children during these trying times. And Kevin says that's that'll be good because uh, Tony's on bed rest. So lovely explanation for where uh, Tony is. One line exposition. I'm proud of you, Riverdale. Uh, She's out on bed rest, which love it. I'm here for it. Totally makes sense and appropriate. We come over to Veronica at home. Chadwick's calling, and he will not sign the papers. Uh huh. Who could have thunk it? Yeah, he just won't sign. He won't sign the divorce papers. She's pissed. We come over to Cheryl and Minerva in the Maple Groves, being all adorable and kind of gross. That's ridiculous. Um, and it's they're there because it's time to harvest the the maples, and she's like, "I'm shooketh." Uh, they've never not provided, and when she shows Nana Blossom, she says, well, you were never meant to be happy. We have to pray for deliverance. <laughs> to which Cheryl's like, we need to pray for your sanity, of which you are seriously lacking. <laughs> but, but I, I, I love it, and I also love, I do love that Cheryl does seem to be have taken Tony's statement that you cursed yourself to heart. And, and Nana is... 
just feeding the, the darkness. Totally. But it, again, I like that. I like, of course, Cheryl is, she's not really fixing anything or doing anything to right any of her wrongs, but she she's distracting herself with a girl. I mean, that's not entirely healthy, but I can't blame her. <laughs> but I do like that she is making the choice of like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not cursed. I will not be cursed. Jughead gets a phone call from Sam. And apparently Pop Culture Weekly wants to publish some of his book for their feature, but they need something sensational. And Jack is like, yeah, I guess the alien thing's not really going to work just yet. Alien as a metaphor for trauma. Yeah. And uh, Sam's like, hey, kid, you need to take this very seriously. They give this, they usually give the spot to Stephen King. So channel him, which is a lovely call to what he does later. <laughs> a little bit. We go over to Hiram's office, and he's very upset with Reggie. You betrayed me. The football <laughs> game. And now the spirit of Riverdale is rebuilding. <laughs> and we finally find out what the vibranium is. And it's actually a real thing. This one actually makes sense. Okay. This, this is not the dumbest thing in the world. Apparently, there's palladium under the prison, and they've been mining it, but the veins run dry. But they know that there's palladium under the maple groves the blossoms yep so the way reggie has to get back in good with hiram get me those groves okay now we know what it is it's palladium palladium a rare earth metal used for very fine jewelry mm -hmm. but also used in a lot of like medical supplies mm -hmm. and electronics and yep. things like that uh, we go over to andrew's house and who's knocking on the door but general taylor oh ho uh, he's there to tell Archie that he has putting him up for the Silver Eagle Medal for their last mission. Archie's like, wait, our last mission was a disaster. I lost 10 men. Uh, General Taylor's like, so did I. And Archie's like, I'm sorry, but like, like, that just doesn't feel right. And General Taylor's like, you will be accepting the award. That's a direct order. <laughs> and Archie's just like, okay. I, I love that Archie sniffs it out almost immediately <laughs> well and again this is where we show some growth with archie yeah previous archie would have been like okay grown-ups telling me to do something i think it's a bad idea boss but okay i'll do it because that's what i do because i'm just a good skippy old boy okay like, hiram lodge i'll i'll be your lap dog that's what my girlfriend wants me to do to make my girlfriend happy so that i can keep having sex with her that's what we'll do <laughs> and i like that this is just like this is bullshit I don't like this. This is some bullshit. I'm here for this. Archie is so good this season. So good. They picked a path for him that made sense for where he had been. Like with his being like, I don't like at college wasn't working out with all of the like the the boxing, like all of it was all scattered. And it's like, okay, so they they put him on this path. It was still and it's still true to the comics. Archie did go into the military in the comics. So it, it made sense. And so I feel like that was a great, like, let's grow him up. Yep. And he's remained an adult, so I like it. We cut over to Pops, and Jughead is just really mad at the screen. It's blank and screaming at him, and he shuts his computer and just says, screw you, Stephen King. Yeah, screw you, Stephen King. Still like Stephen King. Like, he's putting his foot in his mouth a little he bit. He really needs to just shut the fuck up and write books for a little while. Go back to your books. Go, go back to Maine and just shut up for a while. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we cut over to Betty, and she's at the FBI office, and she is listening to her tapes. And she listen, hears something, and she stops. And she's, Glenn's like, what? What's going to She's like, there it is. And we hear it. And we hear 
Hal say that he started seeking out women on Ned's list? Uh-oh. Riverdale. So now we have a connection to Ned's list, the truck stop, the marshes, the lonely highway, and her dad's criminal activity. So there is a connection. Yeah. yeah. So, no, so that's great. Makes sense? All cool. I'm here for this. Again, great way to bring back Lachlan Monroe, if only in voice form. Please do some more of this. We cut over to Veronica at her uh, new little jewelry shop in Riverdale. Smithers comes in with a FedEx package. She's like, oh, thank goodness it's from Chadwick. It maybe, maybe he signed the papers. She opens it, and nope, it's surveillance photos of her and Archie kissing. <laughs> yeah. Now, at first you just think, oh, come on, this is bullshit. But then you forget. If they don't have a prenup, that's alienation of affection. Yep. He has grounds to sue her for money. He can get alimony and spousal support from her. And here's the thing. She's the one with the money. Yeah. Because one thing I learned, if you just do a no-fault divorce, you know, you split it evenly. Yeah. But if you have grounds, Mm -hmm. ooh, you can get money. Yep. That's when you can get money. And that's kind of what he's he's been doing this time. Uh-huh. And that's what he will be doing. I predict that's why he's put everything in her name and like, oh, she's the one who lost all our money. She's the one who took up with her old high school boyfriend. I tried to go there to make it right. She spent all this money. Like, it's all her. What? Because uh, he is a con artist. Yeah. Well, I I think it's darker than that. And I think mm. they tell us why. But... That's what he's going to do. He's going to set her up. Uh, We cut over to ROTC and Archie lays out an ethics question. If you get get an order from a commanding officer, do you follow it without question? Yes, sir. Taylor's there. And so is Jackson. Taylor's like, "You, you you obey the letter of that order. And Archie's like, what if you don't believe in that order? And so Taylor again interjects and it is very tense in that room. And then Taylor leaves and Jackson just kind of smirks. Cause even ta- Jackson knows like Jackson fucking hates this guy. You oh, know? the whole thing was bullshit. But, like they don't like, they never have a scene. They never talk to each other, but you know, Jackson knows Jackson's the one who lost his leg. Oh, Fuck this yeah. dude. Fuck this dude. We cut on over to Thornhill and Nana Rose opens the door and she's just like, sorry, my granddaughter's not here and you're hardly her type. And <laughs> Reggie has this huge bouquet of flowers and he's just like, actually, I was here for you. Putting on all the charm. <laughs> Love it. We cut on over to the Cooper house and Betty and Alice are decorating two cakes and Betty's like, I don't know why Juniper and Dagwood couldn't share a cake. <laughs> Fuck you, Betty. They have to share a birthday. They get their own fucking cake. <laughs> you bitch. You whiny little bitch. Uh, that's a that's a teen Betty moment. It is, totally. So they get a phone call. Alice picks it up. Apparently, there's an accident. What kind of accident? Are they okay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cut on over to Pops. And Jughead and Tabitha are sitting in a booth. And Tabitha, she's like, okay, I, I need to apologize for the kiss. It was really inappropriate, which I, I love that she tries to get right to it. And yes, it was inappropriate, but Jughead also says, I also leaned in. But yeah. And then we come to find out. It's like, yeah, you've met Betty. Well, we had a horrible breakup and I never got over it. And my most recent relationship was nothing but toxic. Uh Uh-huh. So he believes their breakup was horrible. 
Yeah. Which we, we kind of knew. But like, okay, he believes he never got over it. Fair. Okay. Okay, fair. That's new information. And that, oh, his relationship with Jessica, who we knew before was really bad, but he acknowledges was really, really toxic. And so she asks about that. And he's like, well, you know, she was a writer too. And, you know, we find out about writer's block and that they would just do a bunch of drugs and they would just feed off of each other, essentially. So great. Yeah, real healthy. Not good. (laughs) So we learn about maple mushrooms. Because he needs a favor. He needs a he needs to do maple mushrooms so that he can have some visions because he clearly has some trauma that he can't access. And when he's done this before, he has all these visions and he can write like 500 pages. Okay. Okay. But he needs someone he trusts to watch over him. And Tabitha's just like, no, I don't think you should do this. And he's disappointed, but okay. This is, it's a bad idea for somebody as unstable as Jughead to be participating in psychedelics right now. Yeah, you need therapy, not maple mushrooms. <laughs> like, I'm not anti-psychedelics. No. But um, when you're using that, like, this is exploitive. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, you have, like, ten other things bad that are happening right now. You need to deal with those. Every story I've heard about great experiences with psychedelics mm-hmm. is all around a person feels safe, mm-hmm. is in a stable place, and has people around them they can trust to use that to expand themselves, not to try to figure out what their problem is, because that way leads to hell. Yeah. (laughs) We come over to Veronica's and Archie's there, and he's like, why do you have to go back there? You don't owe him anything. And Veronica's packing. She's like, yeah, I do, blah, 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 blah. And so she tells him about the helicopter accident. The The accident. Accident. Apparently, she wished him dead. So it's all her fault. So she needs to go back for closure. I got to face him to get closure, which is a little bit fair. Except Chad was flying and it malfunctioned. And I wrote, he was trying to crash. You don't. Yep. Yup. Yep. She's like, I'll be back, you know, by morning. And he's like, so does that mean? (laughs) Which is very possessive. It's kind of gross possessive. You're, You're sleeping with a married woman, which I know they're separated. But still, you don't like you don't. You don't have any claim to this girl. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. If she needs to have closure sex with her husband, that's her business. I took it as, so does that mean you're going to think it talks about getting together with him again? Or reconciling? Either way, not his business. All right, fair. She's fucking married. Yeah. She needs to go handle her business. He should not be with her at all, period. Not just because I want him to be with Betty, but because... She did not get out of her relationship. This is her his one teen Archie moment. Mm-hmm. Seriously. She's like, I'm staying with Katie in Washington Heights, and then oh, when I get back, we'll be free to be together. Stupid. Stupid. So, so we go back to the Cooper house, and the creepy children are there. Uh-oh. Um, so I ask what happened, and they don't say anything. And it's like, well, we talked to your teacher, and apparently you pushed your classmate Jerry down some stairs on purpose and jerry got a concussion and broke his shoulder and he could have died but juniper immediately jumps in with jerry said mommy was dead yeah but they appear completely unworried about the fact that he could have died or that he's hurt and i love that later alice is reading the bad seat like it's great (laughs) i'm just like yeah these are demon spawn children this makes sense i but here's the thing i don't think that i don't think that either i think they 
got angry they and got reacted angry and to pushed. a classmate being a total jerk. It's a bad thing to happen. It's just this family tree of chaos. Yeah. That's what this is. The Cooper family tree of bullshit and then the blossom tree of ick. Of because the blossom family tree is just filled with ick. Uh-huh. From what we've seen, we haven't seen anything good come of it. So, yeah, let's put those two things together. Sounds great. We cut on over to Cheryl screaming at Nana Blossom uh, because Nana signed over the groves and Cheryl rips up the papers. And she's like, now the curse will be over. And Cheryl's like, there is no curse. You know what? Good for Cheryl. She's just very dramatic. It's great. She's dramatic, but there is one nice thing in this moment of saying like, Fuck this. No, I agree. Fuck this like, shit. I'm not going to live. I can't live my life in this sphere of this bullshit anymore. I gr- I completely agree. We're over at Pops and Jughead calls his dealer to send a runner because he's going to do this anyways. He needs some maple mushrooms. All right, Jug. Uh, Archie comes home from a run and he gets a phone call from Sarah Bellum with the New York Times. Sarah Bellum. Sarah Bellum. Oh, my God. She's investigating his CO Taylor and they believe he sent you on a dirty mission. Can be me? Mm-hmm. Reporters have never sounded like this. Exactly. Ever. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Also, that name. They're not even trying anymore. No. Uh, we cut on over to Betty and Glenn eating dinner at the Five Seasons and telling she's telling about what happened with the twins. And it basically just leads to him pulling out his dissertation. And she's like, what is this? What a fucking asshole. <laughs> family of Darkness, the Cooper family tree. And he's like, it's the perfect, you know, like, it's just the perfect uh, study of nature versus nurture. He's not wrong. And then he just kind of goes through the facts of, you know, your dad doesn't have the genes, but you do. And so does Charles. Charles was adopted. He's He was a serial killer. You weren't. It's just, it's the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I mean, these are some very interesting facts. He's not wrong, but what the fuck? And I, No, but I love that she looks at him. She goes, people are dying and you're working on a term paper. <laughs> like perfect line loved that because dying, dying it's so succinct that's what was so perfect about that she's so mad at it and so she's so he's like no and she's like fine i quit and he's like you're not gonna quit and he's like besides aren't we having a good time here she slaps him no and she leaves you need me to find your sister yeah that's gross oh Fuck that dude. I, yeah, I think she really enjoyed stabbing him. He earned that. Uh, she she did. He earned that. Archie goes to see his Uncle Frank in jail and tells him what's up, which I like this. I like this continuation. I like that Frank is in jail. That's fair. This makes sense. Like, you put Frank in jail. Okay. Now we have a reason to go to the jail and we find out information. This is good. I, for one, am shocked. I am shocked that you used a side character in a useful way. I do I do love the whole thing of, like, what are you going to do about this? And Frank going, are you going to betray your men? Yeah. Nope. Good on you. Yep. You know what you got to do, Archie? Even if you have to testify <laughs> You're called to the before Senate. the Senate. And that was like, Archie goes to Washington. Archie goes to Washington. Yeah, so Frank gives him some Fred advice. And then... Tells him about some bad vibes. Yeah, Archie, before he goes, is like, how are you holding up? And Frank's just like, it's weird in here. Like, something's brewing, like a riot or something. And Archie's like, you just keep your head down. I've got, I was like, I got to go. I got parent-teacher night tonight. (laughs) Which, again, like, we had to sneak that in there because Frank's got to have that information for later. 
The little puzzle worked good. That's good writing. That's good. That's good. That's good writing. That's good connective tissue. Wow. Good job, writers. Ugh, we'll God. yell at him later. Yeah. Uh, we go to Hiram's office. He's congratulating Reggie. You got those groves. You came through. Cheryl comes in. Nice try. Nana. I declared Nana legally senile years ago. So your contract is null and void. And so she leaves. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> and so then Reggie's like, uh, he starts, he starts, like, blah, blah, blah. And, and Hiram's like, no, no, just fix it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so sitcom-y in that moment. I love it. They've given him one moment every episode and that was it. That was the perfect Hiram moment. They struck the perfect tone with him and it is the best. And Mark is having way too much fun. Way too much fun. No, I lo- no, it's no, precious. No, 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 no excuses. Just fix it. <laughs> I'm not here of this. Mm, I love it. We go back to Pops and Jessica walks in and she looks high as fuck. And she's there with the maple mushrooms. And Joker's like, what? She says, oh, didn't you hear? I'm the new runner. And I figured, well, you know, let's, how about one last trip for old times? And Joker's like, uh. And Tabitha comes like, oh, hey, babe, is that the stuff for us for tonight? And Jessica's like, who the hell is this? I'm his new girlfriend. So Tabitha's totally coming in to save him. And, you know, I was like, oh, do you, you know, it'll be 500. Uh, can you spot me? Just like Jones. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, you've got a week or I'll be coming to find you. So she leaves. And then Jughead looks at Tabitha. Did I miss something? <laughs> and Tabitha's just like, okay, only this once. Clearly I can't talk you out of it. Yeah. But I also want you to not die. Yeah. <laughs> so she came in to save Jughead, which is a fool's errand. Yeah. Uh, we cut on over to the New York apartment and Veronica comes in a huff, complaining about reservations. I'm going to say, I knew I had blah, blah, blah. And Chadwick has a whole setup, you know, candlelight, Chinese food. And uh, she's just like, okay, you know, I'm only here because you blackmailed me with compromising photos. And Chad was like, well, you know, I just wanted us to, you know, to eat like we did when we had no furniture back in the early days. And Veronica's like, dinner here is fine only because I haven't had proper Chinese food in months. Holy fuck, you stupid woman. Just hire your lawyer and send them on the way. Get a scuzzy lawyer and call it a day. Good. You'll get your money's worth. Yeah, no, this is so stupid. The fact that she just walks in, I'm like, what the fuck? You... You have seated ground every single time with him. like Just like your dad. Like, you're a fucking idiot. You deserved all of this. You walked right into it. You gave it all up every single time. You could have shown your she-wolf. You were not a fucking she-wolf. You're a goddamn pup. And you deserve to be devoured. I, I, I have no sympathy for her. I, I have sympathy in the sense that she is dealing with a manipulative, abusive asshole. But that is a separate issue from jumping into this firestorm that she's in right now. I don't because the reason she can't see how manipulative he is is because she is just pretending that she is untouchable. She is not looking at where she is vulnerable and she never has. And that is why she always loses. <laughs> I I cannot, I will not feel bad for Veronica fucking Lodge after all this time with her. <laughs> the one thing, the one fucking thing you should have learned from your mother. Get a prenup. Whatever you do, get a prenup. 
Whatever you do, don't let him touch your money. She's a fucking moron. She is. And if she's if she's not going to hire the lawyers to straighten it out, fuck you. Fuck you. But no, it's going to become punchy, punchy. Archie tries to murder him. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Or he's going to try to get, it's going to get to a place where Veronica does have the upper hand and he's going to go after Archie. That's what's going to happen. It's just, none of this had to happen to be interesting. Nope. None of it. Nope. And again, I'm just always going to point my anger at the fucking writers. Because this would have been more interesting if they did have the prenup, if it was an asset battle, if it was this corporate legal bullshit, if they had the super entwined business that they had to, you know, get away from each other, that would have been more interesting because that would have been more emotionally complicated. And this is just bullshit. And also he was an abusive asshole. Yeah, but no, you're a moron. That's all you've done. You're a moron. It's, it just completely undercuts any power that we're going to have from what Chad is going to try to pull eventually. Yeah. And what we're going to find out about that stupid fucking helicopter accident. Yeah. Like it undercuts every bit of that yep. because you've made her into nothing. Yep. And, and it just, again, all of my anger at this just goes right at the fucking writers yep. because there's no reason. Yeah. No reason. And this actress is capable of more. So, yeah. No, it sucks. We cut over to the bunker and Tabitha has cooked the mushrooms into a sauce and put it on a burger. So it's Pop's first psychedelic burger. This moment is so comic book jug. The way he's dressed, the way he devours this burger. It is so funny to me. I love it. It was perfect. It was very well done. His hair the shirt straight out of a comic book. I'm here for it. That she just stares at him for a while. And he's like, you don't have to watch me the whole time. <laughs> you just have to check on me every now and then. Okay, well, we'll see you later. She's worried as shit. And he's just chowing now. Uh, Veronica and Chad seen. Now they're drinking on the floor. They're looking at their picture of their very first date with the London Dungeons. And then he plays their wedding song. He waxes poetic and they dance. And this is where she asks him, if he tried to crash on purpose so that they'd be together forever in a different way. Uh-huh. Which is creepy and dark and, yeah, probably a little bit. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was, he was doing. It was probably, if I can't have you, nobody can. Yep. It's that type of thing. That's Chad. Yeah. So then they kiss and you know they're going to fuck. <sighs> we cut on over to Hiram's office and he's got a countdown clock and it counts down and then there's a blast at the prison and Penelope escapes. It's very cute. The fact that the first prisoner we see is Penelope with a wild manic grin. It's like, oh, fine. Well, I'm free. Hiram promised he'd take care of her. Well. He did. We cut on over to Reggie and he is torching the groves. And he just says, well, maybe you'll sell them if they're torched. Uh-oh. Really bad CGI flames. Yeah, well. But, you know, Reggie's looked really cool walking away from it, so it's okay. <laughs> That's the most important thing. We go over to parent-teacher night, and Archie and Kevin are giving a tour. They're in the music room, and Archie is, you know, talking really good about Kevin. He's a great glee guy. Glee club leader. Glee club leader. Of course he is. Of course he is. I mean, that's a nice reference to Glee, which R.I.S. used to write him. And then the power goes out. And Archie's like, hey, it's probably just a fuse. I'll go check it out. And he leaves. And Kim's like, he used to be in the army. He's got this. <laughs> it's really cute. We cut on over to the Cooper house where they're setting up for the party. And they're like, hey, kids, go get the door. And they're like, are you expecting anyone? 
No, but I did forget to invite the Blossoms. Uh-oh. And then they open the door and it's Charles and Chick. <laughs> and it's just like, what, what, what the fuck? And so then they sit down with the kids and Betty and Alice are like just talking. But he's like, what the hell are they doing here? What's going on? I'm going to need you to explain exactly what's going on, Mom. And Alice is like, oh, um, so I've been visiting Charles in prison over the years. Uh, they have guns. Yeah, they won't hurt us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're going to hurt us. We just need to write this out. We need to get through whatever this is. <laughs> okay, great. This is so like when Betty came into the cult and found Alice. And Alice is like, I've been working undercover. And um, this is bad. This is bad. This is real bad. This is this is not good, but we're going we're gonna to be fine about it, okay? <laughs> it's going to be fine. If we panic, that'll make it worse. Yeah, like... Cool. So they sit down. Why are you here? And Charles, this is the best scene with Charles ever. I'm sorry, but the, his manner in this scene, hilarious. Just, we came to celebrate with family. What? We want to get married with our family present. And but he's like, great. We don't even have a minister. And Alice is like, um, actually, Charles had me get ordained so that I could marry him in chicken prison. <laughs> more things she hasn't told betty love it home sweet home love it love it cut on over to archie he's searching through the school he goes to the fuse box and sees that it's been broken open then he sees an inmate punchy punchy whatever then he goes in the hallway more bad guys then we go into the music room and there's a bad guy and kevin's trying to fight the guy but then he's got a gun and then archie comes in with a machete and kevin gets a text from his dad he's like yeah prison's open the prison's been broken open they're talking and they're like okay we we got to get everybody out and general taylor who's there for some reason is just like there's a bunch of civilians in here we stay put and then archie does calculation okay then we have to secure the perimeter and then kevin takes the machete and looks really cool for like five seconds (laughs) it's a bit ridiculous when the guy showed up with the machete that's when i went really yeah where did they find these weapons sure then we cut back to Alice is marrying uh, Charles and Chick. A wedding! A wedding! And then Glenn shows up. Oh, hey! They're like, Glenn? Glenn Scott? And Betty's like, oh, yeah, y'all know each other. Y'all were in the academy together. And it's not good because Glenn is like freaking out that Charles is there. And, and Betty's like, like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's writing a dissertation about us. And at the exact same time, Charles and Alice say he's doing what? I love them. It was so, it was just like, it's one of those familial things that just happens that you've ever been with a group of people and you know that they just do that thing that you're like, y'all are related. (laughs) A mannerism or just a movement. And it was just one of those that I was not expecting. And they've never done that before. And I was so perfect. But then, but then. But then, oh, if that wasn't good enough. Like, yeah, he's writing about me and Charles and my dad and how we're all serial killers. And then we hear Chick go, what about me? Don't I count? And Charles says, sure you do, babe. Of course you do, babe. I have never enjoyed Chick more than I did in this moment. (laughs) So worth it. Worth it. (laughs) So So ridiculous. Like worth ha- him coming back so worth it <gasps> perfect I-, <laughs> I was like it's gonna be stupid it's gonna be gross or annoying it's like, no this is perfection this is exactly what i needed ridiculous and then you get stabbed to death i'm here for this 
Anyway. We should play a game. Then we cut back to the school. Archie and General Taylor are in the hallway. And then, like, Frank goes up to the school and is like, Archie, Archie! Because <laughs> they, they barricaded the door. And so he lets Frank in. We find found out kind of what happened at the school. And Frank's like, yeah, thank God you told me about tea, back to school night. And then more guys try to come in through the front door. And they're like, no, no, we're not going to let them in. And Now they know they're sitting ducks. They're sitting ducks. And Archie just tells General Taylor, you need to put that gun away. We're in a school. And Taylor's like, as far as I'm concerned, we're behind enemy lines. And then Kevin is there with some of the other adults. And Archie's like, okay, if we go around this way, we can get out and I can lead them this way and we'll be fine, blah, 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 blah. And Taylor's like, no. And it's like, um, I'm not following your instructions because the rest of the adults and I want to go. So we're going. I know this town. I know this school. I will get them out of here. You fucking idiot. Fuck off. And Kevin's like, yeah. <laughs> So we went to the Cooper house and we're going to play a game called Pincushion Man. Oh, God. And so they put Glenn in a chair and you take, um, you have to take a pin and stick it into the Pincushion Man. Everyone has to take a turn. And so they're going to start with the youngest. And the youngest is Juniper. Youngest by what? Three minutes? Three minutes. And (laughs) so then Chick says, here's your pin, little lady, and hands her a big fucking knife. (laughs) And so Alice is like, no. Juniper is like, oh. She's like. Um, I don't wanna. So Betty kind of interjects, and she's like, "No, like she don't don't make her lose her innocence tonight, and don't let her them turn into darkness like what happened to us." And he actually gets it. She doesn't have to lose her innocence tonight, but that means you have to take her turn. And Betty's like, "Okay." So then she go, she puts her hand on Glenn's shoulder and she leans down and whispers in his ear, "Trust me." And she stabs him. She makes a very deliberate stab. But we know she's not stabbing. <laughs> She's going to stab him in a place where it's good. It's not going to feel good. It's gonna, the least damage possible. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fuck up your, some of your intestines. Also You'll be fine. Alice is just like, go, children, upstairs. Now. Upstairs, no, 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 upstairs, no, no, no. upstairs. <laughs> then the second she does that, then she takes a knife and stabs Chick in the chest. Oh, she throws it into his yeah. chest. And then there's kind of a kerfuffle, scuffle, and Alice topples Charles, and Charles gets shot in the chest. Uh-huh. And yeah. Call 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 a hospital. Call, call an ambulance. Call the hospital. Woo! Uh we go to Jughead and he is vibing in the bunker. <laughs> Tabitha comes to check on him. He says, Don't be such a Betty. Oh. And she's like, What? A first sign of fun and you just try to kill it? Wow. I'm just like, man. Okay. He is telling some truths right now. Uh, some shit has happened in the past with Betty, sure. Um, so she's a little worried, so she decides to handcuff Jughead to the table. Ooh, bondage. Bondage. And so <laughs> Tabitha goes, and then Jessica appears. First of all, I understand Tabitha's coming up with with a contingency plan here. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Yeah, that's too much. Forcibly confining someone who is actively in a psychedelic episode you have to stay there yeah you have to stay there or you have to commit to coming back several times that's uh that's not a good move no so jessica appears and it's weird but then betty appears as jughead's messing with the handcuff and betty says don't worry it won't be a problem and she pulls a bobby pin out of her her hair and she starts to undo that but one of the things that you need to notice about what Betty's wearing is it's what she was wearing 
when they did the time capsule. That was the last time she had bobby pin. and He needed a bobby pin. Yep. The costumers on the show have gotten a thousand times better in the last two seasons, and I'm very impressed. And I was like, oh, I love that. So, like, she's wearing something important for a reason. She's wearing the outfit. But she was wearing, a, she last had a bobby pin. Trauma. Trauma. And that's also when he got rid of his hat. Uh-oh. Betty's asking, can you forgive me? Yeah, I can forgive you. And they're on the bed and, the kiss, and they're kissing. And it's getting a little sexual. But then, then there's see, He sees a rat on the floor. And then the lights are starting to flash. And then he sees a Mothman girl with like pigtails in the tunnel. Like the tunnel to the bunker. I have a theory about what that is, but we'll talk about that at the end. Because we also see two headlights. Two headlights, kind of like a truck. Uh-huh. We see a jar. Uh-huh. We see the rat crawling by the jar. All of this is going to make sense at some point. At some point. Then we cut to Minerva and Cheryl dancing at Thornhill. And then Penelope pops in. Nightmare child! Which I love about this Mumsy? Mumsy, what are you doing? She's like, come quickly to the window. <laughs> She's so dramatic and they're extra. So, they're so dramatic. They've turned into witches. So that's another thing. Uh, well, so they see they see the they, groves on fire. The groves are on fire, and so uh we we have to do something and Nana Blossom all bloss- living blossoms must die unless we sacrifice the interloper. I love Cheryl and Penelope look at each mm-hmm. other. Look at Minerva. Minerva's like, oh, hell no. And she leaves. <laughs> Which, if you watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, this character also got sacrificed. <laughs> it's very funny. And she calls her Min Min as she runs out. Min Min? It's like, so what do we do? We have to pray for wind. So then we have this huge, creepy altar, and they pray for wind, and then they start to hear the wind come. I don't think it ever officially, it ever really truly has come up, but I'm going to guess that they were witches at some point. They had some some family religion that is very closely tied to the occult. Oh, oh, there's some there's some information that might lead us there. Yeah, but this image and this behavior is just like yeah, and then also all of the poisoning bullshit that Penelope would do. Just makes more sense. God bless the Blossom family. Which, like, I'm into that. Let's go this direction. If we want to make it extra, let's just make it extra. So the next morning, Veronica is like, Chad, you didn't sign the papers. And they totally had sex. What the fuck? How could he do that, Veronica? And we find out that he's like, I can't. Because if I do, then I can testify against you. And I took out some, I did some investments. I did, basically, he took out a bunch of money. He lost it, and then he invested to get new money, and he did used it all in her name of her new businesses. And if they get divorced, he's going to say she did it, and it's all her. And if they're divorced, he can testify against her because spousal privilege no longer exists. And so he's going to keep her there because if he can't have her, no, no one, one can. can have her. Yeah, I can make it back. I just need a little time and a little help from you. Oh. Exactly. Oh. So I cut. Here's the thing. Again, even if Veronica wasn't this ridiculous, mm-hmm. this would still be good. I could still do all this. You could do all this type of stuff, but don't make it this icky. Like, don't make it this icky. Don't make her this stupid. Thank you. Because you keep you keep propping her up like she's smart and then she does stupid shit. 
And you could have her do an emotionally stupid thing. You could. Totally fine. Emotional blackmail is a real thing. But she didn't even do that. that that's where I have such a problem. You've made her so stupid on a basic level that has nothing to do with emotion. I was like, no. Anybody with this much money knows you get a prenup. Yeah. Have If you really want to do this, have Chad love bomb her like crazy and then turn these tables. Uh-huh. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It would it would have such a huge impact. Yeah. And now Veronica's got to figure a way out. Mm-hmm. But no, we just don't care. Yep. Because he ruined it. Yep. Thank you, writers, for yep. ruining it. They're doing it. Come to Archie and General Taylor says, I won't be taking the award. I know there's a cover up going on. And uh, Taylor says, well, you can either be the hero or I'll make you the scapegoat. And Archie's just like, I, I won't betray my men. So Archie goes to Washington. Yep. We cut it over to Jughead. Um, he's got the cuffs off and he's got a manuscript and it says episode four, this transubstantiation. And then the light comes on above the ladder into the bunker and he just walks towards it. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. We cut on over to the Andrews house and it's Frank uh, there and, and, you know, the the Fred plaid saying that he's going to stay with Archie and Jackson for a little bit. Mary is going to be calling the parole board to tell them about how he helped them out during the night with the riot and everything. And so hopefully maybe they can get him out prison early. Fingers crossed. Mary Andrews comes through. Love it. And then Veronica calls Archie. And so he's just like, hey, you know, are you on your way? And she's like, no, I have to stay. I have some business to sort out. And Archie's like, don't do this. She's like, I have to. He's like, fine. Have fun. And he just hangs up on her. He's pissed. Yeah. Which. He's being a sullen teenager about it. He has a right to be pissed because to him, that means you're going back with your husband and he feels jerked around, which fair. He is being jerked around. Here's the thing. She needs to communicate more. He's doing things that are going to make this much more complicated. And I, like, she needed to explain to him, like, look, this is what's happening. I can't get into all the details for legal reasons. Just know I am not happy about this. And leave it at that. And if Archie wants to go be pissy about it, he can go be pissy about it. He has every right to that. But she also has to realize you have been playing with his emotions and acting like you're a free woman and you're not. Yeah. And that's the thing I think about is that Archie grown up thing mm-hmm. we already talked about of she's going to be emotionally immature and he's not going to be here for it. He's just like, I I don't I'm, have I'm, the time or energy to put up with this bullshit. Well, no, I really hope that we get a scene. You know, we we can be together later. And I hope he's just like, I'm not going to wait around and be the target like I was with your dad. I have to keep living my life. Yeah. I really, truly hope that. And then let's get him a new love interest. I mean, Chad's still going to come after him. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because he he knows Archie's still going to be in love with Veronica. That's fine. But let's give Archie another love interest, period. Meanwhile, we're at Hiram's office and he's proud of Reggie. He's like, okay, a lot of the groves did burn, so they should be coming to buy. And based on what he's heard about Riverdale High, it won't open for weeks. So they're very pleased with themselves. Today is a good day. Today's a good day. <laughs> 
You go over to the Cooper house and Alice is reading the bad seed. Betty gets off the phone. She's like, okay, I just heard, you know, Glenn is okay. It's a flesh wound like I intended. Charles will make it. He's at the ICU with Shankshaw. So Charles is still alive, which, okay, I'm fine with that. They're going to Hannibal Lecter him some more, too. Oh, of course. He's going to have to help him catch TBK. Sure. But the FBI has decided to relocate the case to their office in Derry. In Derry? In Derry. Of course they moved it there. Of course they did. (laughs) Um, But Betty's not going to stop looking for Polly. And as she's saying this and talking about what she's going to do, we see Betty load a gun and get into the cab of a truck, and she's going to be a truck driver. Fucking trucker FBI Betty Cooper. And she's pulling out of pop. So I'm like, I love Betty the truck driver. This is amazing. <laughs> um, I can see her also kind of working it as trying to be undercover, which makes total sense. Oh, yeah. That's the whole idea. But she also has connections with, with the serpents. With the serpents. They can know that she's going up and down. It can ha- They can help keep her safe. Uh-huh. Yep. So I love this. So I'm really into that. And then. And then we cut to Tabitha going down to the bunker to bring Jughead food. And as she comes in, she sees a trail of blood. She sees the manuscript with blood all over it. And the handcuff has blood all over it. Riverdale. Oh, shit. Did Jughead cut off his hand? Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so, but also, who the fuck knows? But what did he do? What did he do and how did he get out? And why is there blood everywhere? Okay, but. But. Okay, I have a theory. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, you know who we haven't heard from? Cora. He was supposed to read her novel and give her notes. Uh Uh-huh. Or she was going to call the debt collectors or come looking for him. (laughs) She's a scrappy bitch. She would find him in Riverdale. Yeah. So that Mothman with the hair, I think that's Cora. Wow. And I think, I think she came and found him and took him away, a la Stephen King's misery. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, yes. Fuck, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I think the blood is probably fake to make people think he's dead or whatever. No, I think the blood might be real. It could be real, but I think it's whatever the scene that's been left, I think there's su- there's a ruse of, of some sort. A ruse. But there's going to be a misery homage here. Oh, my if, God. If it's Cora, we're, go- we're going to a misery homage. <laughs> Which, hello, we had... Two Stephen King references in this episode. Of course we did. He didn't really go in for aliens, but meh. No, no. We don't. No, no, no. Riverdale doesn't really go in for aliens, so. Well, these aren't aliens. We know that for a fact. Yeah. There's something else going on. So I, let's twist the aliens and turn it into this. I'm here for it. Rut row. And who saves him? Dreyfus. Dreyfus is because he's got, she's going to take him out somewhere in the woods, somewhere. Who else is in the woods? It's going to be Tabitha. No. Or Betty. Tabitha knows Dreyfus. Well, this is true. Yeah. Nah, I don't need Betty to, to save him. So anyway. That's what came to mind, and I had to take a moment and write down so I didn't forget. And that that's our mid-season finale. It's our mid-season finale. We're not getting another episode until July 7th. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. There's already a preview. There, There is a preview. Uh, it's not really a preview. It's a... 
hey, here's some scenes. <laughs> here's some shit we filmed. But let's go watch it and talk about it. Okay. Episode 11 doesn't have a title or a synopsis of any sort, so we really have almost no information about what's coming out in the next half. There, We are supposed to get a musical episode. Um, <laughs> my understanding is that episode 12, I believe it is, is the one that's going to be really Reggie-focused. Uh-huh. I did get a hint that we might be getting another flashback episode where the kids play the adults again, Ooh. Um, based on... Only on the fact that Lily Reinhardt posted a picture of the necklace she wore as Alice, and she said it would be coming back. So that's that's the only information we have on that. This preview, Penelope is going to be a faith leader oh of some God. sort. So Blossom Cult totally plays in the whole witch thing. Um, Do you think it's just going to be a big grift, though? Oh, it ha- well, it's going to be a grift. Of, it has to be. Yeah. Because they need money. Um, and it's Penelope Blossom. Oh my God. But, yes. but those scenes look, I don't know if they haven't said anything about if they've, they've filmed the musical and they have not released as of recording this, they have not released the information about what musical they're doing, which just watch by the time we actually release this, they will have announced it. Of course. My guess right now, based on those pictures, I think that scene, if that is from the musical, they're doing Godspell. Because that would make the most sense and work really well with what's happening. What a weird, twisted version of Godspell. Which would be great. <laughs> don't don't do a literal take on a musical. You shouldn't. I mean, Godspell literally requires you not to take a literal take. No, totally. And I mean, you could because Kevin. I mean, Kevin still got a Kevin, which is fine. But that would be amazing. So if it's that, everyone owes me five dollars. That's what I've decided. Whoa, okay. Because I'm a genius. Because That's throwing down. There's been no hints and there's nothing on the internet right now. Yeah. Uh, I am recording this on April 5th. 10.41 p.m. There's nothing on the internet that says Godspell. Meanwhile, Veronica's asking what just happened. That's what everyone's asking. Betty needs info. She's got her trucker jacket on now. Someone might shoot Archie. Either someone's breaking in or... Smashing it up. Yeah, someone's someone's gonna fuck up the jewelry store. So he's either there or maybe it's Jackson with some PTSD. So I don't know. I don't really care. Stuff's gonna happen. Stuff is gonna happen. I don't really have any other big predictions. I'm just Oh, and they can't find Jughead, which definitely lends some credence to somebody took him. A really, a really I want it to be your core of misery theory. Oh anybody taking him in a like i don't care if anybody i don't care who the fuck it could be jessica jessica could take him <laughs> i don't give but it's more fun if it's cora yeah because like oh we met her so long ago and here she is again yes <laughs> let's do it yeah that works better i'm just i'm into it so when we get like a big preview for the next half of the season we'll probably do a little mini quick 15 minute episode before in july But until then, we'll see you for the second half this summer. And until then, hashtag Bulldogs forever. Thanks for listening. 
sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.